Due to the mature content of this program, listeners' discretion is advised. I avoided mirrors when I was naked after a steaming hot shower. I wore clothes that covered my arms and fat thighs in the middle of the scorching summers of Florida. I fucked my husband with the lights off, if we even got hot and frisky, since that was a rare occurrence. I absolutely hated the way my body looked. The stretch marks on my hips and inner thighs were a stark red contrast against my skin. Rolls of fat spilled over to the point where I couldn't see my feet anymore. I would cry about it. I didn't feel desirable anymore. It felt like my husband never looked at me with the same spark of love in his eyes. I hated the fact that I had reduced myself to begging for compliments. All I got in response was an incredulous chuckle, and his back turned to me. I cried about that, too. I tried just about everything. I went to the gym just to feel the stares of everyone looking at the fat chick waddling on the treadmill. I ate eggs, bacon, and cheese like that keto diet tells you to. But after a week, I couldn't resist the delicious call of pasta. I would treat myself to a salad for lunch, and a giant tub of ice cream all to myself for dinner. No matter how yummy that brownie cookie dough mix was, I always regretted it after. I just need some encouragement, I pleaded in a small voice as I stood in the doorway of our bedroom. Anthony sat on the edge of our king-sized bed, not even looking at me. The silver lamplights that flanked the bedsides were on. He was putting on his dress shoes. He looked so handsome with his navy blue button-down and khaki slacks. He had his best, most expensive watch on. He looked so handsome. He glanced up at me. Lose some weight, Lori. That's not what I mean. I was fighting so hard not to let the tears that brimmed fall down my chubby cheeks. Maybe we could go on a diet together or something. He stood up without looking at me and moved to the dresser where he kept his cologne alongside my perfume. I'm not in the mood for this tonight. Kevin and the guys are waiting outside. He's DD tonight, so don't worry about me driving home drunk. Don't wait up. Anthony placed an obligatory peck on my cheek before pushing past me. We barely spoke anymore. I stood in our room motionless, listening to the door shut and lock. I trudged downstairs, still fighting those damn tears. I snatched that jumbo jar of Nutella from the pantry that I had purposely pushed to the back. Out of sight, out of mind is what I had gone for. I was so unbelievably lonely. The only person I longed for seemed to want nothing to do with me. Food didn't fill this void no matter how much I wanted it to. My willpower was trash. I sat down in the dark living room and started watching the Umbrella Academy. I couldn't focus on the story because all I was thinking about were all the things I wish Anthony would say. Baby, I know you haven't been feeling the best, 
but I just want you to know that I love you so damn much. You're so beautiful and sweet, and you are the absolute love of my life. You work so hard. I'm so proud of you. I know you can do this. Of course I'll diet with you. Topped off with a gentle kiss to my forehead and some really good sex. I wish he would have said that instead of just leaving me alone in the middle of our giant house. If I could just lose all of this weight, he would want me again, right? He would love me like he did before. So that's how I ended up ordering a tall caramel macchiato at Starbucks and sitting down with a demon. Excuse me? He seemed perplexed, an amused smile stretching across his face. If you thought demons were ugly, you would be wrong. I had no idea what I was expecting, but this wasn't it. When I summoned him in the middle of my bathroom, I thought I would see a tall, horned monstrosity. Actually, though, the mirror only showed something shimmery behind me, like a heat wave along a long desert highway. I couldn't see his true form then, but I could see it now. Lean and handsome with dark skin and a well-manicured afro. I want to lose weight, I repeated. Because you want your husband to fuck you again? I nodded, looking down at my drink, ashamed. He burst out laughing. I took a nervous sip and glanced back up. My hands were shaking. <laughs> I've never gotten a request like that. Why not divorce him? It's not like you couldn't get another husband with that money you've got in the bank. He wagged an eyebrow. He was sweet to me before. I murmured quietly, my finger tracing the plastic circle edge of my green straw. And you think that he'll fall in love with you all over again if you have a rockin' hot body, huh? My lips trembled. Yes. Silence. I looked up, afraid he had disappeared, but no. He was still there, studying me intently with a malicious look in the depth of his honey eyes. What was he thinking? My toes wriggled in my blue Chanel flats as I crossed my ankles anxiously. I took another swig of my sugary drink. Okay. He acknowledged. My eyes widened. What do I have to give? Your ability to... Taste. If you can't taste, you can eat all those healthy greens you hate so much and quickly lose the weight. Okay. I downed the rest of my macchiato, enjoying every last drop before extending a plump, shaky hand. The demon clasped my hand. From the moment my skin touched his, a small electric shock erupted down my fingertips followed by a pleasurable wave of warmth. He released me, and with a slight nod, accompanied by a twinkle of fire in his eyes, he left. I sat, my knees bouncing up and down as I questioned what I had just done. My eyes darted around the Starbucks, but nobody was looking at me. I ordered an unsweetened green tea, which I absolutely hated, and didn't taste a thing. Holy crap! It worked! Good morning! I said cheerfully to Anthony two months later as he entered the kitchen. 
Have you been losing weight? He asked, surprise saturating his voice. Yep, egg whites. My personal trainer says these are much healthier. Uh, yeah, I'd love some. Anthony sat down at the glass table, his eyes still on me like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. How much weight have you lost? Hmm, I think 30 pounds. But Cassie says not to use the scale. I've been taping myself every week. I set the plate down in front of him. I've noticed. You're starting to look good. I sat down in front of him. We eat together in silence. I glanced at my smartwatch and scarfed the eggs down. You didn't salt them. They're extremely bland. Nah, I didn't have time to. I'll be working late again. Don't wait up. I bounced up, kissed his forehead, and headed upstairs to change for work. It took me years to get where I was now. My company thrived on the stock market and I drove a Bentley Continental to my office. It was either that, or my driver took me there in my Maybach. Anthony and I lived in luxury, but what was the point of having all of this if we didn't love each other the way man and wife should? I was so damn happy he had noticed. It took six months to get myself to a sexy size three. Anthony fucked me on the regular now just the way I liked it. I had gotten so many compliments from my subordinates and so much congratulations. I didn't need Cassie anymore. The problem started when I kept losing weight. I had stopped working out and went back to eating things that filled me to the point of fatigue, but the weight kept falling off. I was concerned and frightened by this predicament. I was laying down in my tub with the water tainted a light blue from the bath bomb I threw in earlier. I had a mirror on the ceiling that I had installed when we first moved in. I stared intently at my naked body, my hands just hovering above the still water while candles flickered around me. The curves on my body felt so perfect. I felt so beautiful. Men stared at me wherever I went. Women admired the way I wore my clothes and styled my hair. I took a deep breath and stared up into my hazel eyes. The next day, I set a fresh plate of French toast doused in maple syrup and powdered sugar for Anthony and I at the table. You're gorgeous, you know that? Thank you for breakfast. You're welcome, I said with a grin. My fork hovered near my mouth as it watered. I had paused, staring at Anthony as he took the first bite. His eyebrows furrowed and he took a second bite. I ate too, my mouth salivating at finally being able to taste again. A third bite, but Anthony still didn't say anything about it. It took him two weeks to bring it up to me as I worked diligently in my study. Lori, I think I need to see a doctor. I can't taste anything. I thought maybe I was sick, but I don't think this is normal. Tell them the rate has gone up. If they refuse again, jack it up by another 5%. Hang on. I pulled the phone away from my ear. What, sweetie? I'm going to see a doctor. I can't taste anything. He sounded like a little boy complaining to mommy about a tummy ache. Let me call you back. I gave Anthony my full attention, making sure to elicit as much sympathy as possible. Oh no, are you feeling okay? 
You look like you've lost weight. I placed the back of my hand on his forehead. No fever, though, but we should definitely get you looked at, just in case. The doctors diagnosed him with aguasia, basically the ability to not taste a damn thing anymore. The only thing they couldn't definitively explain was the sudden weight loss. No matter how much Anthony stuffed his face, his fat and muscles receded. I acted perfectly. The devoted, loving wife that was always by his side. I was supportive and told him that everything would be okay. I love you, no matter what you look like, I promised, brushing his now brittle hair from his forehead. We'll get through this. Almost two months later, Anthony was skin and bones laying in a hospital bed. He could barely move. I had paid the best doctors around the world, but none of them had been able to help. We had tried everything medically possible, but Anthony was dying of starvation. I sat next to him, my hands threading through his hair. Did you think I wouldn't find out about Haley? He blinked, his buggy eyes somehow widened. He could barely speak. You were seeing her for several months while I was at home almost every single night. A private investigator showed me pictures. I sighed, crossing my slim legs. Did you really think you became a writer on pure talent? If I'm being honest, your stories are vapid and extremely predictable. But it was something you cared about, so I made a deal for you. Nothing involving any influence through my company, I assure you. I examined my red nails, which were perfectly manicured. I make deals with demons. I've made them my entire life, and so far, they haven't caught on that I just reflect the curse back once I've gotten exactly what I want. You see, I couldn't taste before either. If I couldn't taste, I couldn't care about eating raw carrots or those god-awful celery sticks. It made losing all this weight easy, but there's always a catch when you make deals with demons. I usually just do a ritual that my mama passed down to me and inflict the curse back. It tends to kill those demons. I shrugged and my eyes bored into his. In reality, though, I can pick whoever I want. Every single person who has ever put me down pays for it in the end. You weren't there when I needed you most. Allow me to return the same courtesy. A single tear rolled down his gaunt cheek, but I didn't wipe it away or kiss his lips. I picked up my purse, stood from the uncomfortable hospital bed, and walked out of the room, my red-bottom heels clacking in my wake.